30 stories high. Breathing fire, his head in the sky. Godzilla, 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 and Godzilla. Welcome to episode six of Old Movies for Young Stoners. There are now 18 whole states where recreational cannabis is legal, including New York and California. And in those states are millions of young stoners trying to figure out what weird old movies to watch on Pluto, Prime, Tubi, Crackle, HBO Max. And we're here to help with that. Plus, we'll let you know what to get at the dispensary before your movie night. This week, we're taking a break from the European art films we've been featuring on the show lately and going back to basics with some goddamn monster movies. With 20 Million Miles to Earth from special effects wizard Ray Harryhausen, and then it's the bizarro kaiju craziness of All Monsters Attack, also known as Godzilla's Revenge. It's all coming up on Old Movies for Young Stoners. And we are back on Old Movies for Young Stoners. I'm old movie weirdo Bob Calhoun, author of The Murders That Made Us, a true crime history of San Francisco. And joining me is our esteemed panel of potheads. First, we have Corey Sklar, your guide on the Hollywood Punk Rock Graveyard Tour. Look it up on Instagram. Hey, everybody. It ain't easy being a monster. And I'm just sitting here with my hat on from Texas, America. And we have the newest addition to our crew. She's an actor and voice talent coming soon to Disney Plus in Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Please welcome Felita Franklin. Thank you. It's so good to be back. I... <laughs> hey, guys, we got a letter or I, I should say a tweet. We got that. Cool. Who is it by? Uh, Brian Dar, a big fan of the show. Um, he's hell on Frisco Bay on Twitter. He tweeted at me uh, earlier this week about our last episode, and he writes, enjoyable listen. One thing on Valerie and her Week of Wonders, it's been known in the West since its world premiere in Italy. It played the San Francisco International Film Festival in October 1971 and was frequently revived at venues like The Surf and The Roxy throughout the 70s. And, you know, hey, thanks, Brian. Thanks for writing. Thanks for listening. And that thanks, Brian. Up. Yeah, yeah, I was so curious about the initial reaction to that movie or like how long it took. So thank you. That really I love stuff like that. Please tweet at us. I'm Chalky Funk Wizard. Bob, he's Bob Calhoun. Fleen, are you on Twitter? I'm not on Twitter, but you All can right. DM me on Instagram. And we're on actually what we're on. We're, we have our own podcast account, right, Bob? Uh, on what? On Instagram? No, on Twitter, right? 
Well, no, yeah, we don't. yeah, yeah, we do, we do. It's <laughs> yeah. O, it's O M four Y Stoners, and that's a number four. So O M number four Y Stoners on Twitter. You know, yeah, please follow us. Please talk to us. Follow us on Instagram. It's Old Movies for Young Stoners over there, and uh, we want to hear from you. Old Movies for Young Stoners at Gmail. It's like just just get in touch with us. Tell us if there's a weird movie that a weird old movie from the before times that you find on Tubi or Pluto or Prime or whatever that you're curious about, let us know about it. Even if it's like a slightly newer movie, if you're just curious about it, that's what we, we want to answer those questions. And, and Felina and Corey and Greg, when he's around, want to tell you what weed to smoke with that. Want to recommend the weed to get you in the right place to watch. Like there is so much on Tubi. I have to give a shout out to them, even though they have ads. Tubi's uh, awesome. It is yeah. my favorite. I want to work for Tubi. I want to have Tubi uh, sh- shirts and, and hats. And I'm going to get a Tubi tattoo. I love Tubi. It was my first uh, experience uh, navigating Tubi. Um, and it, there's so much stuff on there. I, I love it. Um, even though there are like little gay people ads, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's true. Um, yeah, I believe they have, they like know who to partner with to get all the like really deep underground stuff. I think they are partnered with AGFA, the American genre film archive. And so they have their whole, um, library up there, which is amazing. A lot of arrow video is up on Tubi too. Like Arrow puts out a lot of great stuff and I'm weird enough to buy Blu-rays and DVDs still, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff I on Tubi and a lot of, a lot of stuff pre 1970 there too. A lot of weird old science fiction and horror movies and Westerns and, and what have you. Uh, Stoner tip. I usually do spend my Friday nights doing this, getting really high. And then I just check out i just scanned through the music category on tubi and i've watched no less than three genesis documentaries okay really good collection oh yeah that it's off the hook over there yeah if you want if you want to see a weird uriah heap concert from 1983 look on tubi hey tubi we're talking to you here retweet us (laughs) om4y stoners on twitter do it do it now Hey, I, I hate to bring us all down before we get into the fun of monster movies. Uh, monster movies are, are fun. But um, I need to get a little bit political and ask people to, to bother their senators because the House just once again passed the MORE Act, which is the Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act, which will legalize uh, marijuana in the United States as a whole country make it legal in all the states that it's not legal now. And it will free a lot of people that are currently serving hard time for marijuana related offenses. It's, it's a real shame that we still have people doing hard time in this country over selling pot. They didn't do anything else. They were just doing what's now legal in those 18 States. And it is in the best interest of this show to expand. So you can consider this lobbying. Maybe I should be registering (laughs) with Sacramento over this, but call your Senator. If you're in California, call Diane Feinstein five or six times because she probably won't remember that you called her. Just keep, bothering her if you're in kentucky bother that asshole mitch mcconnell bother the fuck out of him just call, keep calling his people emailing his people find the address i know you just want to get stoned and watch old movies and this is harshing everyone's mellow but i think it's important that we we get marijuana legal and get some better pot policy as a country as a nation 
Amen. As someone who both my parents went to jail for growing weed, it's, it's very close to home. And um, cannabis is a good thing. People need more of it. As Bob Marley said, yo, this shit is dank. Yeah, I might be a little wrong. I'm not going to read the whole damn act, but it will. Oh, no, just, that's just the rest of the podcast. Just read the act, Bob. Go yeah. Ahead. yeah. And, it's then, just, and then list uh, off all the senator's phone numbers. for people. Yeah. Whatever the more act does, it's going to be a lot better than what's going on now. So bother Mitch McConnell, bother, definitely bother Feinstein, because she's one of those, those sticks in the mud with these things like. You know, even her friend Pelosi will pass something kind of okay, and then she'll like, ah, I'm too old. I'm not going to pass it. Do you think she smokes mad doobies? Feinstein or I don't. Pelosi? Fat doobies. <laughs> Feinstein, <laughs> Diane Feinstein. I don't think she smokes. No, I mean, I was going to Dead Kennedys concerts in the 80s, and so that was always like Jello bitching about Feinstein for the whole set in between songs. Jello could use a couple bong loads. Hey, do you think Jerry Brown smokes weed? Oh, if anybody spoke, you know, he does, <laughs> but he still would like be worried about like some long dead Catholic aunt and what she would think. <laughs> so if he was in a position to sign off on some of this stuff, he might go the wrong way on it. T. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever met Fein Feinstein, Bob? I've never met Feinstein. Um, <laughs> I have met Jerry Brown, which was at the Bammies, the Bay Area Music Awards. Cool. And this was in like the mid early 2000s, like 2005 or something. And he was there. It was in Oakland. And he was like, he was still mayor of Oakland, I think. Wow. And I said, hey, Jerry Brown, I, I did precinct walking for you when you ran for president in 92. I volunteered for you. And he just looked at me like I was completely insane. <laughs> not even oh. a thank you yeah not even like a thank <laughs> you fucking asshole dude. yeah he was just like i don't know because i i was wearing uh a gold sequin uh kimono with leopard <laughs> with, with leopard trim dude he used to hang out with the eagles he's not he, he's no stranger to stupid clothes he he dated linda ronstadt <laughs> yeah you know yeah, yeah it's just I don't know. Jerry's I like Jerry, but Jerry's an odd one. He's a he's a conflicted individual. All politicians suck. The airship XY-21, which crashed into the Mediterranean Sea on the 11th, was a single stage astral propelled rocket launched 13 months ago from a site within the United States. The rocket, with its complement of 17 men, had landed on the planet Venus. Venus? The planet Venus? Some of you may also have heard the story of a monster now confined here in Rome Zoo. That beast is from Venus. And for our first movie, we have a space dinosaur from Venus rampaging through Rome in 20 million miles to Earth from 1957. It's seasoned with plenty of Italian stereotypes and cooled with some wooden American acting. But who are we kidding? The main attraction here is the Emir, the growing beastie brought to life through the stop-motion artistry of special effects wizard Ray Harryhausen. The Emir battles an elephant and smashes the Roman Colosseum. What more can you ask for? So any thoughts? Felina, uh, have, you, have you seen this movie before? <laughs> um, no, I have not seen this movie before. And um, I don't know if I'm going to see it again. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was something else. I think it was, I think it was a good movie. I had fun. Actually, do I think it was a good movie? I think it was pretty mid. 
if it wasn't for this podcast, I would have just fast forwarded to the end where Emir is punching the shit out of an elephant. <laughs> I think this movie would work if you were doing some light cleaning and getting high. Great way to put it. I agree with everything you're saying. Mid is a perfect way to describe this movie, which I have never seen either. But I just can't. I have like um, an affliction and it's a, it, and it's that I can't deal. I just like can't pay attention to men in military uniforms and offices talking. It's just like my brain shuts down and I can't deal with it. So there's so much exposition. There's so much bad acting. Why the romance? Why, why, why? No, now. That being said, the monster is fucking sick in this movie. It's amazing. I don't know how they did a lot of this stuff. When the parts where the the actors are interacting with the Ray Harryhausen uh, stop motion monster, it looks real. That elephant battle is so dope. I that's like one of the greatest things I've ever seen in a movie. Look, I understand Harry, that those scenes must have taken a very long time to do. The animation is so fluid. I mean, and he just it's like one movement stop one movement stop one movement stop for the camera it's amazing uh, blew me away but the stuff in between the monster kind of lame bob do you when you see guys in military uniforms talking in offices is does that make you happy do you like no, that stuff i mean it does because <laughs> it's usually in a monster movie and i know there's going to be a monster now now this is mid-period harryhausen so like early period Harryhausen, he's an apprentice to Willis O'Brien, the guy who did King Kong and learning how to do stop motion. And he's working on Mighty Joe Young. And he's also producing these kind of Aesop's fables and fairy tale uh, animated shorts for the educational market that were floating around still when I was a kid. You know, they just kind of would be what they'd crank up on a projector. And then there's mid period Harryhausen, which is sci fi Harryhausen. He's just making. He's just another cog in the wheel of 50s Hollywood making these sci-fi films. And they're kind of pot. They're called pot boilers for a reason. You're you're kind of just boiling the pot. There's a lot of military guys talking about atomic radiation or something. <laughs> and I mean, I always like those guys and those scientists because they've got Geiger. If they're breaking out a Geiger counter, it means there's a monster. Some some the monster is coming. Yeah. And um, this might be but, the best monster I've ever seen. But yeah, the, the, <laughs> the Harryhausen. The Harryhausen movies uh, of this time, they they all have a formula and it's like there's a monster, usually from space or atomic radiation, and it's it's going to destroy some well-known landmarks. So you've got Beast from 20,000 Fathoms is taking out Coney Island. It's it's dying in the or it's taken out the roller coaster at Coney Island. It came from beneath the sea. The giant octopus is is destroying the Golden Gate Bridge and also uh, the ferry building where I work. He just takes out that clock tower, the ferry building. Cool. And um, Earth versus the Flying Saucers uh, is Harry House of Flying Saucers at Flatten, Washington, D.C., way before Independence Day. And this one is the last one. And, and it's in Rome. So you get that amazing end scene. OK, that after that, that elephant scene, the movie kind of starts cooking. Towards, and that's what Felina said. Just fast forward to the end. But the monster take uh, crumb like beating up the, the Roman, uh, 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 you know, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? Um, just the, the monster walking around Rome and 
kicking the shit out of the structures is really awesome. <laughs> yeah, there's the Colosseum and there's there's everything else. Yeah, the ruins, yeah. the ruins. That's what I'm trying to say. This is the last movie like that. And Harry Housen, like he hears Felina, like he heard Felina in 1958. Because that after that, what do you do with these movies? Oh, you put more monsters in. So that's when we get Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, Jason and the Argonauts, and that's his up through Clash of the Titans in 1980. That's that's the Harry Housen we know and love. Um, we will do those movies. They just aren't really anywhere. Like uh, uh, Jason is on Jason and the Argonauts is on Crackle, but to be honest, I really want to wait until those movies are. Why is there a distribution issue with them? They just these things just cycle around. So when they're on Criterion, HBO Max, or even Prime, when they're somewhere without commercials, we'll do those movies. This movie, I think you could watch it. Like Felina said, you you at various levels of paying attention. Well, um, I've I've never dove into Ray Harryhausen movies. I'm excited to this. What this was very impressive. This monster, it was it's scary. It's kind of handsome. This monster is a better actor than any of the humans in the movie because I actually felt for it. And I like this poor, poor monster is taken from its home planet. It just wants to eat some sulfur. And these people are poking it and putting it in cages and shit. It's all fucked up. Um, this movie does take place in Rome. And I just want to say that it is very racist towards Italians, which is refreshing to see. It was it did feel very like Mamma Mia. Um, <laughs> and but the 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 little guy at the beginning when he came out of the egg he was so cute he's so cute i was yeah. like i was like oh my god this little he's just a little guy like you wouldn't want to why would you want to like trap him and then he grew into this big massive monster and i was like he still fucks this guy is awesome yeah he's a cool um, monster i want to hang out with a monster more than i want to hang out with any of the dudes in this movie. exactly and i i, I okay maybe i'm just being annoying but that little kid was kind of insufferable um i we, we do want him to die i've probably watched this movie 12 times and it's like i want the cowboy hat from texas and you just want that monster foot to to step on him i hate that kid exactly. i hate his cowboy hat i hate his need for horses in his life i hate that kid um while we were watching this my partner and i had this massive like are there even like horses in in uh Italy like where where are horses in Italy and I think they said like um oh they don't have horses they have Vespas haven't you ever heard of an Italian stallion <laughs> hey oh hey, hey. but yeah yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of wonderful kind of Super Mario 2 stereotypes going on and I like it you rarely see it in film so it's good <laughs> yeah and it is it is the first okay Two things about Harry Housen is the couple of times I would saw him, he would, it was a refrain of his was like, a lot of people say I should have animated the actors. <laughs> See, yeah. Um, stiff acting. That's true. Uh, there's, I was, I was searching to be, I saw that there's a documentary about him. So I'm going to watch that. Yeah. I'm interested in seeing that. And this movie also starts like after this, he's making movies in Europe. The guy grew up in Hollywood, but he knew how to live. He moves to London and he spends all his time in Spain and Italy. That guy, for all the hours and weeks and months he spent in his studio, slightly animating cool monsters, he when he was out, he was out. He was in the best places in the world. It looks so good, these this animation. And I, I am sad that this method isn't used 
to this day and with better cameras and you know new materials it look i mean it looks amazing but i understand it's because of time constraints and and budget stuff but gosh it it his his work is so impressive to see um and it looks good to this day and i anytime the monsters on the screen this movie cooks and anytime it doesn't it sucks Oh, also, while we were watching this movie, there was like an entire brigade of like police cars. There was a fire truck. There was like ambulance. And uh, every time the monster wasn't on screen, our faces would turn to the window to watch what was going on outside. <laughs> now, was there a space dinosaur from Venus trampling Van Nuys? Uh, yes, yeah, actually. <laughs> That's why the cops were there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this this monster also has a really sweet mustache, I must say. There is a word. This might be the first one on film. There's a word for tiny little uh, monsters uh, that are humanoid. It's called homonuclei. And this might be one of my favorite, like like critters, like gremlins. This might be my favorite homonuclei I've ever seen on, on film. Okay, uh, what weed would you smoke with this? For those, whether you're leaning on the fast forward button or not, there's definitely some cool visuals to see in this movie. So... Yeah, I picked the wrong weed. I smoked a heavy doobie indica. So and I would so during the non monster scenes, I was just like zone in the F out, dude. So I don't recommend that. I recommend a classic sativa like a sour diesel. Now, sour diesel, also known as sour D and sour D's is a popular sativa marijuana strain made by crossing chemdog and super skunk. Effects are dreamy, cerebral, fast acting and energizing. And that's what you need to stay alive, alive and alert during this movie, waiting for the next monster scene and waiting for that killer ending with an elephant and the Roman ruins. It's worth watching this movie for the monsters. Uh, Harryhausen's magnificent genius animation and design is so cool to watch. And that elephant scene is sick. Also, the doctor is kind of a babe. <laughs> beautiful woman scientist that it is a weird thing about these movies and I'll, we'll get to felina's weed wreck in a minute just to get a woman in the movie they're often scientists so as a kid you're watching these things and that's like the portrayal of women is they are an ichthyologist or something and or they're they're they know a lot about ants and that you know i hate to say it but that turned turned me on and that's what i think the ideal woman is <laughs> And uh, now we know but, about Bob's sexual awakening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but but it is funny because it's this, they're making this very sexist time in the 50s, but they have these women with jobs. Yeah. And that know stuff mm -hmm. that mansplain to these dumb army guys that for some reason they decide to date. That's always the downer part is like, why is she dating that block of wood? you know that, that <laughs> i'm a nice guy no um yeah all all, <laughs> movies, <laughs> all movies are uh, military propaganda including this one um i fully agree i smoked the, the again not sponsored lowell farms lowell smokes happy hybrid this was pretty good it's an indica leaning hybrid uh sorry not indica leaning sativa leaning hybrid even still like with a little bit of indica that was in it i was like I I need to move around. I need to do something because I'm so bored. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like, I feel like if you were like drawing, I feel like if you are a person who likes to watch movies while you draw, this is a great one to like sketch, scribble. Anyway, 
a sativa sativa to do something <laughs> nice i always i also want to throw in that um coca-cola has this new space coke uh, did i show you guys i think i talked about it last week but there's this new flavor called space flavor uh coca-cola so drink that while you're watching this movie to stay awake too like in the 80s like when you know i was probably watching these movies stoned like sativa was it and that that's like, all you it, got <laughs> yeah and it's like so the you're i'm always looking for that i wrote down sour d because i'm always looking for like a sativa that makes me laugh at old star trek episodes <laughs> nice like there's a kind of high that's hard to come by now because yeah it's agree. all like this indica mm-hmm. and i'm like all kind of uh and I like just want to watch these old ass movies that maybe take a little more attention and laugh. Like the military guys with the right sativa might be funny in the right context. Mm. Right. Yeah. But they, if you're just too stoned, they, they're just a drag. Well, like they're funny in Ed Wood movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're, when they're played so straight, it's just like, uh, yeah, well, the, dialogue, the, the problem is, is the dialogue makes sense. We need the Ed Wood movies where the dialogue makes no sense. <laughs> exactly. Then, then like that a, elevates everything. It's like a weird baby writing the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just in these inane conversations, you know? Yeah. Um. Anyway. But wait, wait, but before we move on real quick, just like, Bob, did you see this when you were a kid? And Oh, was, yeah, definitely. Where is it like, wow, that monster's dope when you're a kid? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this movie... You're seeing a lot of rubber suit monsters and things. And we're doing go into rubber suit land and Godzilla rubber suits are cool, but not all rubber suits are created equal. So when you see that Harry has a monster, it's on such a different level than 90% of the movies. And you're watching it. It's the framework is the same as any of those. There's these wooden military guys and they're militarying all around and and all this buildup to it. Uh, there's a lot more buildup to this than most audience would would be used to today. Um, when the emir shows up with his mustache and he's cute, it's just such an amazing monster. It's like on such a different level. Than- yeah, it must have blown people away in the day when it came out for sure. Yeah, it's just oh shit. This uh, I didn't think I knew anything about it. To me, it was just another oh, there there were just these things were just on constantly. They were just on UHF constantly, and that's what you'd watch if you were weren't running around the neighborhood. And this one was a better one. I will also say I looked this up on TikTok, and there was one TikTok of a guy painting the painting the emir <laughs> oh. onto. Yes, and that was that was great. Um, that was the only TikTok that I could find about it. <laughs> um, Too old for and t- all of the TikToks were like, oh, I know that movie. I'm so much better than everyone else." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for always doing the TikTok research. We need we want that for everyone. Of course, episode. yeah, Every- yeah. The TikTok yeah. report with Felina Franklin. <laughs> Twenty million miles to Earth is available on Tubi for free with minimally evasive ads, and it's also free with ads on the Roku channel can't speak for the ads there and you could pay extra to rent it on prime google play and apple tv Our next
next feature would be the weirdest Godzilla movie of all time if Godzilla versus the Smog Monster didn't exist. It is All Monsters Attack, also known as Godzilla's Revenge. But instead of all monsters attacking, it's really a sensitive yet kind of wrong tale of a young boy who escapes being bullied into visions of palling around with Godzilla's kid on Monster Island. We've got giant mantids, colossal spiders, and a red-headed reptilian called gabara plus a pair of inept bank robbers and that damnable moral at the end of our story uh felina this was your pick so so how do you feel about all monsters attack (laughs) well okay so i really i did suggest this movie without knowing anything about it just seeing the weird uh title card uh of manila and (laughs) as the deeper I get to know Manila, the more I hate them. Also, I decided that Manila's non-binary. Okay, um, okay, thank you saying. for clarifying. Yeah, You're Manila, so <laughs> Manila, by the way, is the son of Godzilla, and that's the Japanese name. Oh. It's sometimes referred to as Minya. Uh, there was a mm. cartoon in the 80s, Godzilla Power Hour, where there's a Godzilla <laughs> child named Godzuki, and that's what our, our host who's on assignment, Greg Franklin, would call him uh godzuki but yeah he is minya or or manila it's confusing but that is the son of godzilla but or or i should say that they they're of godzilla because he is non-binary as felina has just said they are non-binary they are non-binary i I dead named minya (laughs) (laughs) no I just say that because um, I just could not. I couldn't tell, and I was like, I don't want to assume. They're very, um, they're very like feminine and yeah. very femme. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I I hate to say it, but I on archive you can watch the dubbed version. Like even the DV, the mm. Blu-ray set Criterion just put out of these. They don't have the dubbed version, but on archive they have the son of Godzilla version, and it's like. Minya in Japanese, uh, Manila in the Japanese version is is voiced by a woman. Yeah, and in the dubbed American version, he sounds like you know Goofy or something. Hey, oh, old Godzilla, he wants me to fight my own battles. He what is like the that. deal, C- Criterion? Put the dubbed versions on. You're supposed to be completists on this thing. Oh, C- Criterion, come on. Uh, Ibera, uh Terror of the Deep, or Godzilla versus the Sea Monster, where Godzilla fights a big lobster. That movie, uh, they don't have the dub version on it either. And fucking Barney Miller, uh, Hal Linden from Barney Miller does voices in the English dub. Of Whoa, that movie. that's huge. And I need to find that. And it's not in my box set. So I'm a little disappointed, Criterion. That, that's the one I really want the dub of. Good Godzilla tip. Well, I, I, I've never watched a full Godzilla movie before this one, but I've seen this one a lot in bits and pieces. And I'll tell you why it's because um, it must've been cheap to get the rights of to show on TV. So in LA, when I was a kid on channel nine, they'd show Godzilla movies every Sunday. And this one was on all the time. So I would, I would just see bits and pieces, but uh, sitting through it and really paying attention to it. I loved it. I had so much fun with this movie. I think that kid is cute. I think Manila is cool. I want to, I, I thought Manila was very sweet. It made me cry the way, I don't know. I smoked some crazy shit because I was very emotional during this movie. When Manila finally gets to spend time with his dad or their dad, Godzilla, it was very sweet for me. And I, I got emotional. 
Um, I really liked that this, I mean, this is a movie for babies and that being said, even though it's a movie for babies, it kind of has some interesting socioeconomic uh, commentary. Like I related to this kid, Ichiro, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Ichiro was a latchkey kid. Both parents work in. He's by him. He's feeding himself. Uh, I very, I totally related to this kid. And it's about him dreaming that he flying commercial to Monster Island <laughs> um, where he could hang out with all his monster pals. And um, I thought it was very sweet. And he overcomes uh, his tri- trials in life through his dreams, uh, hanging out with the, the monsters. Um, it was all a dream. He used to read uh, Word Up magazine. I didn't think the dream thing uh, device was annoying. I liked it. I like Manila. I think Manila is cool. Very ugly monster. Very ugly design. Um, but I didn't know the reputation this movie had. Uh, I didn't know that it's stock footage um, from other Godzilla movies. So I thought it was cool. This is my first time seeing Godzilla fight that lobster. You know what I mean? And I thought it worked really well in the movie. And I thought that lobster hitting that rock back with its claw and then Godzilla throwing the I thought that was one of the coolest things I ever seen. I love Godzilla. I didn't I didn't know it. So thank you, Felina, for bringing me this movie. I love <laughs> these rubber suits. Bob, I didn't know how much pro wrestling was in Godzilla movies. Oh, there's a, there's a great <laughs> Godzilla when he finally decides to, you know, the whole thing is, is Godzilla is this big monster. Gabera, who's even taller than Godzilla, is fucking with Minya or Manila. Gabera was Gabera ever sorry was Gabera ever in a movie before this one or is this no no this is that's the one cool thing about this or not one cool thing we we we're kind of reviving this movie from its prior (laughs) as a kid I loved it (laughs) as a kid that was like oh this movie's fucked that like I want to it looks like you would see it and think oh this is so cool and then it's just this kid and his trials and tribulations and Godzilla is like an imaginary figure and also it is like a CD greatest hits comp because there are scenes from Son of Godzilla and uh, Godzilla uh, Ibira Terror of the Deep and even Destroy All Monsters so like if you watched these things obsessively you would be like oh man they're just reusing the same shit right but I'm me coming in fresh I'm just like oh this is a cute Epi- very, it's like a very special episode of Godzilla or something like that. You know what I mean? I was going to be an adult ruining. I was going to be grandpa ruining everybody's fun and and saying, well, maybe maybe we I should try to steer Felina to destroy all monsters because that's kind of what the movie promises and that's the movie that delivers that. But I was I watched it um, in the dub version first on HBO Max and it, like seeing the like Minya kind of fall down and all that weird psychedelic stuff and the stuff where he flies commercial to monster Island with where there's no one else on the plane and the plane is flying itself. I'm like, you know what? This is the right choice. It's so trippy. There's so many cool trippy looking awesome effects in this movie. I thought it was very impressive. I don't know, man. Yeah. I had a lot of, I did have a lot of fun watching it, even though I didn't get as much monster as I expected. I was pretty happy too with the scenes with the weird sneaky burglar guys who <laughs> were like kidnapping the kid too. I, I, I had fun with the whole story. So I, you know, I 10 out of 10 would recommend. And also finding out that uh, Manila's a vape Lord. Um, also <laughs> pretty he's, cool. <laughs> he's blowing huge clouds, Manila. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I thought, I thought Manila was cute, but um, tell me why you hate that them so much. 
So, okay. I hate, I just, the more that I looked at him and I, I was also smoking, like I had the tiniest bit of this like massive joint and I was <laughs> totally gone. I had this, it was called, I'll, I'll tell, talk more about it later, but I was had this strain called THC bomb and it really was just the more and more I looked at Manila and heard him. I was just like, or them, I was just like, <laughs> oh God, I can't, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> a poorly designed monster um, in a world of really cool looking monsters. And it's so funny because I, I watched the, the subtitle version on Criterion. The voice, they made the voice sound like it's a person in a costume. Like the voice sounds like this. So it, I thought that was a very funny choice. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they did that. <laughs> Ma Manila sounds like a badly recorded podcast. It sounds yeah. like, you know. <laughs> But, yeah, um, I, 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 and uh, when I learned more about this movie's reputation, it's like, oh, and Bob says there's barely any. I don't know. I thought there's tons of monsters in this oh, movie. There's I was all the bug. There's all the bug monsters, which are cool. There's that mm -hmm. lobster monster. There's Gabora, Gabara, whatever his name is. He has the one with um Johnny Rotten haircut. He's really cool looking. Um, do we have? Oh, in the that scene in the beginning when Ichiro first gets to Monster Island and he's like, here's all the monsters. There's this one. There's that one. There's that one. I thought that was a really cool scene. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I, in my mind, there was only like 10 minutes of monsters and a hundred million minutes of Ichiro running from the inept gangsters, the inept bank robbers. And, and watching it now, I'm like, oh, you were just such a nerd. You were dismissive of all the reused footage. And you right. just felt ripped off. You felt ripped off by it. But watching it now, I'm like, this is actually a lot of fun. And I was like, I'm not going to deter Felina from this. So this is this podcast exists for people younger than myself to like go this weird old ass movie from 50 years ago. What's up with it? And so we're going to answer that. We're going to go on those journeys. I could totally see someone going like, yes, it's a lesser Godzilla film and it is not. But like, no, this is it. it and whatever. This one is made for kids. Obviously, it is so short. Everybody, it is like a little over an hour. So it is the nice price when it comes to time <laughs> um so yeah i i and i kind of like that godzilla exists in this way where like there's these long serious movies there's these really scary ones there's these fun ones for kids it's almost like a b-side or, or something you know i think that's cool i should talk a little bit about ishiro honda the director of this movie he is a proto he was a protege of kurosawa's at toho studios wow and I think had some job on Seven Samurai and everything. But in 1954, he directs a monster movie called Gojira or Godzilla King of Monsters. And then he's probably ends up directing more monster movies than anybody else. He directs until his last monster movie with Terror of Mecha Godzilla in 1978. He's just directing kaiju movies, mostly Godzilla movies, but War of the Gargantuas, all these men in rubber suits stomping on Japan movies. And that's all he's doing. But this movie's almost like a return to form because before he did the first Godzilla movie, he directed this movie called The Blue Pearl, which is this kind of meditative movie about these uh, Japanese women pearl divers in this uh, remote coastal village. And it's a drama about them. And there's some 
academic guy who shows up and kind of upsets their lives or you know and and like that's what he was making were these like sensitive portraits of people and then he makes one monster movie and then that's all he's doing but there's a lot of like uh mothra versus godzilla has a lot of parody of like capitalism with these like capitalist uh these kind of huckster guys trying to trying to monetize uh the baby mothra the caterpillar mothras and you know there's always a commentary like the nuclear war commentary in the first godzilla uh movie and that runs through a lot of godzilla movies and kaiju movies there's always a commentary and sometimes it's satiric but this movie he's telling this sensitive story of this young boy who's getting bullied and i love art that is dumb on the surface and says something intelligent and that seems to be a running theme with godzilla and maybe it's because of this director you know bringing that sensibility to the the universe um i hate stuff that thinks it's really smart and yeah. really funny when it and it tries hard i like it when it's like oh this is gonna be a fucking monster movie and then it says like actually it's a commentary on uh, working class parents who leave their kids alone <laughs> to get bored like oh man that hits me hard you know um so i'm on tiktok right now and there are a lot of all monsters attack but there's a lot of mostly it's commenting about like uh, other movies it's like like this is the best uh kaiju movies and you know here's here's a list um but the one that i found that was specifically about all monsters attack is this one <laughs> where he's like this movie is so bad it's like me watching all monsters attack and it said this movie is so bad and in the comments it says i like Gadara," and then the other another person replies he's a bully i hate him <laughs> he is a bully <laughs> he is a bully he's a piece of shit but you know what i got I, it's like it's like a somehow he made that monster bully really really unlikable that man in that monster suit you really want him to get his mm -hmm. comeuppance and when godzilla yeah. spoiler alert finally kicks the shit out of him it's pretty fucking satisfying. It's pretty satisfying. <laughs> now, which kid did you um, hate more, Felina? Did you hate Pepe from Rome or Ichiro? Pepe. Pepe. <laughs> oh. Pepe. Okay. No, I liked Ichiro. I thought Ichiro was great. I, I thought so he was cute. a very sweet young kid. He was sweet and cute. Um, but fuck Pepe. I hate. No. <laughs> no, I, I like I, the old man that Ichiro was friends with. And this might be the first appearance of a personal computer in a movie, too, by the way. Yeah. And he wants it to talk to monsters, Ichiro. His priorities are straight. Yeah, he's like, oh, you should use Audacity to record some monster roars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I also have to say, watching this movie at eight or nine years old, probably part of my bad impression of it was jealousy over Ichiro because he, <laughs> he gets to hang out with Minya and gets to hang out with mm -hmm. Godzilla and on Monster Island. And I but it's in his dreams. It's like telling you as a kid, you use your imagination to, you know, help with your problems, which is a good message. Exactly. But I could also see how people would be pissed. Like, what the fuck? This movie's just a dream. It's not even. But also all monster movies aren't real people. So it's OK. <sighs> yeah. And all Marvel superhero movies aren't real. They're Wait, what? A computer. No. What? Don't tell me that. <laughs> I'm going to um, jump to my multiple multiverses now. Me and Hir <laughs> Hiroshi Sakita. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Sakita. He plays Gabara. And he also plays Godzilla in Son of God. Uh, he played Godzilla in Son of Godzilla and the Angulas, 
which is the one who crawls around on all four and he looks kind of like an armadillo my favorite kaiju <gasps> he is my spiritual kaiju the he's Angulus. cool yeah and Giris, he plays him in destroy all monsters and he plays mecha kong now is that is there escapes Oh, thank. Now, is there is it is there like a thing like there is with the Jasons? Like Kane Hodder was the best Jason in part six to eight. Like, do people know the actors that did the the Godzilla monster and they like they prefer them yeah, to other uh, Godzillas? We could we could probably talk with like Augie Ragone or people like that ad nauseum about this. Now, Harua Nakajima is the Godzilla guy because he played Godzilla in twelve films. Okay, he is Godzilla in this film. He died in 2017. He's one of the Gargantuas and wore the Gargantuas, and he has a minor role in seven samurai and uh, by the way back to ishiro honda after he directed terror mecha godzilla his elegaic swan song to monster movies he was like a second unit director on akira kurosawa's ran and kegamusha the shadow warrior so he went back to working with kurosawa after finally kicking the kaiju to the curb after like 20 years of kaiju movies Hey, Felina, before we sign off on All Monsters Attack, a.k.a. Godzilla's Revenge, what, what kind of weed would you pair with this one? So I smoked this crazy hybrid that I got. I got 14, 14 grams of this thing. I love it. Uh, it's called THC Bomb. It's from Canna Botanica. Um, and, you know... Again, I smoked, honestly, like the smallest bit of this. We got those raw cones. Um, we got those those cones because I don't know how to roll and I'm too pretty to know how to roll and it's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, but we got like, it, it ended up being this like really big joint and we smoked not even, probably not even a quarter of it. And we were blasted we were really really zooted and um i think that was kind of the perfect way to go because it was a hybrid too i got a nice like body high while my mind still felt active so i felt like oh there's a like there's a message going on here and i can kind of understand it um <laughs> uh it just it felt nice it that i say thc bomb from canna botanica very good pick with this one i'm gonna go look for that strain thank you this was this is a fun little jammer of a of a flick to watch while you're totally blotzoed daytime or nighttime probably it's so short maybe you want to pair it with another um godzilla movie but uh i smoked this disposable live resin pen made by alien labs it was the sherbasio strain and uh it has the classic you really could taste the strain in these live resin pens by alien labs. They're really cool. Um, and they get you super, super high. They smell skunky. It tastes like an umami flavor profile and it's gelato and sunset sherbet mixed together to make the most beautiful little thing. And it was fun. And, oh, and it's like purple and it looks like, it looks like a little um, like alien stick. So it's like fun. You feel alien when you're on monster Island. Um, can I just say also the music in this movie is super groovy, super uh, psychedelic, really go-go dancey. And it was really good when I was stoned. The opening okay. song is so great. Sorry, the opening song is all <laughs> so great. And it's like the lyrics are like, it ain't easy being a monster. Ain't that the truth? Ah, uh, yes. The <laughs> words of wisdom. All Monsters Attack is available far and wide. You can watch it without commercials on HBO Max or Criterion Channel, or it is free with ads on Tubi, Pluto, and YouTube. 
And while subtitles are almost always best, I can recommend the American dub version called Godzilla's Revenge on archive.org. It's maybe a little more fun if you don't speak Japanese, but that's just my opinion. Everybody had fun with it in any language. Um, it's a movie I hated as a kid, but we we have we we have I've changed my opinion a hundred percent on it. It is we are fun. changing public perception of cinema right here. On old yes, movies. right here. It's a classic. Go watch it. It's the Godzilla movie the director wanted to make. For 20 million miles to Earth, both Felina and I recommend a strong sativa to keep you up during the boring military exposition. And for all monsters attack, I suggest the Alien Labs live resin pen and Felina recommends THC Bomb by Cannabotanica. If you like this show, please subscribe on SoundCloud, Apple, or Spotify, and follow us on Instagram at Old Movies for Young Stoners, or on Twitter, that's OM number four Y Stoners. That's OM four Y Stoners. We want to hear from you. And that brings our monster mash to its thrill pack conclusion. Join us again in two weeks as we go hard boiled with Detour, a brutal noir from 1945, and Sam Fuller's The Naked Kiss from 1964. There will be plenty of twists and turns on those dark, dark roads. Next time on Old Movies for Young Stars.